So the ACC knew how to handle its own against the Big Ten. No problems there. We're doing it pretty well across the board when it comes to the P5s. But let's talk about some of these quarterbacks. Who's off? Who's thriving? Who needs a little more conversations in the back? Needs a little more hype man energy? Drake May, are you having a sophomore slump? You are Locked On ACC, your daily podcast on the Atlantic Coast Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to today's edition of Locked On ACC. I'm your host, Candace Cooper, joined by Kenton Gibbs of Locked On Wolfpack. Each and every day, you can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure you download and subscribe to the pod on our YouTube page and tell your friends because we we could use about 15,000 more subscribers. It would make for better time, and I know it would make for better energy for our comments that you love to leave each and every day. Make sure that you also get in on the betting action. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. Kenton, I hope you had a great weekend. It's always good when you get some dubs. Let's talk about how the ACC showed up yet again against another Power 5 conference. Absolutely. This has been, you know, for all of the talk about the ACC and what we are not. Hello. There's a lot of conferences that's looking funny in the light. There's a lot of conferences. And the ACC ain't one of them. The ACC ain't one of them. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, we had a, a national power struggling, fighting for their lives against USF with three quarterbacks that couldn't complete a pass. Hello. One of them didn't play, but that's neither here nor there. Come on. We had the Big 12 losing to some action. The middle Amer- the Mid-American Conference. That's crazy work. Iowa State and Campbell, I'm looking at you. So I'm ready to talk some ACC ball, but there's a lot of ball going on around this country that's making the ACC look real good right about now. Now, we're not right. talking about the addition teams. We're not talking about Cal and Stanford because they're not in yet. They're not in yet. They're outside we, the cover. Did, I wonder if they wrote – did they sign a signature yet? Because is, is it too late to renege? Uh, hello? Is it too uh, late to be like, you know what, actually, we're good here? Call, call, call Sacramento State. Hey, listen, we're doing a relegation system. Y'all beat Stanford, so we considering adding y'all in instead of Stanford. Just think about it. Take, take some time. Take some time to look over it off. I'm trying to tell you because there's nothing right now that makes me excited about the new additions. I'm just I, gonna... Listen, if I was the ACC, I would tell Stanford, don't call us. We'll call you. We'll have our people get in touch with your people. We'll work it out. Actually, we looked at the paperwork and we're all set. We're all set here. Thank you so much. But it's really great for the ACC in all seriousness to be competing so well against some Big Ten SEC programs that everyone just is hell-bent on telling us that we're just not in the same realm. So it's always appreciative in that regard. We've got a lot to go over on today's show, talking about how some of our top teams showed up against the Big Ten. But more than that, is Louisville for real? Because at the end of the day, I've had my doubts. It's clear that they are trying to do everything other than lose. And, you know, I'm excited for them. I also want to talk a little bit about ACC quarterbacks because some are having great seasons, doing just enough to get by. Hard to throw out the H word right now, but it's close. I feel like as a, across the national board, everyone's doing solid. So some are some are hindering themselves a little bit. Take a step back. But across the board, there's nobody that's been like, ooh, big eyeballs, watch this QB. And so I would like to have that conversation with you today, Kenton, if we could. Not a, not a single ACC quarterback needs to be in that conversation of the H-word. Nobody. nobody. Not one? But I, 
Okay. It has to be somebody. We'll, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it too soon and let everybody know my angle too soon. But um, <laughs> what? There's there's a conversation. If there is a Heisman contender in this conference, uh, it's not a signal call. And I'll just yeah. leave it at that. So let's get this one out of the way, right? Because you know, while we did show up in big ways for the ACC Big Ten Challenge, there was a, there was one, you know, that sort of held us back a bit. Virginia, looking at you, big dog. You know, came out swinging, fighting, gave a fighting chance. We've seen it before. Yeah. Unfortunately, came up short, forty-two to fourteen against Maryland, which you know we're a familiar foe we've had here in terms of just having. Uh, yep, there it is. Okay. There we go. <laughs> it was so bad, Ken had to remove himself from the YouTube space. That's that's, uh, you know, that's... get off camera because he was trying to gather his thoughts, how to talk about Virginia because it feels like there's not a win in sight. If I were to talk about Virginia, yeah. If I were to talk about Virginia, and somebody said, "Kenton, gun to your head, you got to say something nice." They have a star in the making in Anthony Calandria. Yes, that yes. boy is, and and let me not say star in the making because that may be overdoing it. His potential and his ceiling, yes. it's there. The yes. kid has the moxie. He has the ability. He is one of those players that you, when you watch him you know that you're watching a freshman because it's always exciting and it's not necessarily a good thing for Virginia. Sometimes make it less exciting. Sometimes you're out of the pocket, 12 yards deep, throw the ball away, right? But he'll learn and refine those things. Yeah, yeah. He's got the arm strength. He makes – he has the ability to – escapability is something you need if you're going to play at the (laughs) University of Virginia. Let's just be quite honest with ourselves. Yes. Okay? And with that being said, he has that – and again, he just, his unshakable confidence, unshakable yeah. confidence. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, yes, he made freshman mistakes, which snowballed and got worse and worse throughout the game. But I'm going to tell you, for a true freshman, a kid that was slow dancing at prom less than six months ago, to see where he is now, I'm. That is, you know, Tony Elliott and crew may have their signal call. I don't know if Tony Elliott going to be there the whole time, but. But if Tony Elliott can withstand the, the years, the test of the years, per se, um, they've got a signal caller for years in Calandria. Yeah, 23 for 39 on the day, 263 yards. To get the three interceptions that you certainly want back, costly when in terms of not being able to take the sack or throw it away. Things that, again, he will learn, he'll teach, he'll get reamed out about, and will move forward. I think Musket is going to have a seat. I don't foresee him you know, being the starter moving forward, but you never know, right? They said it was a health reason of why he didn't play, so you know he could be up there. Again, Musket is the guy that – see, that is the actual – Musket versus Calandria is what you actually see play out nine times out of ten when you've got an older guy versus a young upstart. The older guy does may not have that same level of talent, but he just keeps things steady. He just – he doesn't turn the ball over. He's not going to make the spectacular play, but he's just going to keep you on schedule. He's going to do what you need. Calandria, on the other hand – exactly. Calandria, on the other hand – he go. He gonna stretch out. You gonna say no, 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 and then you gonna say yes. All right, great. I I, I love that you did that. Um, but yes. again, Anthony Calandria, he's the quarterback of the future at UVA. If he can yeah. clean up that decision making, which of course, honestly, he's a first year guy. I expect you to make terrible decisions. I expect yeah. that of you. Hero ball, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be surprised if there was anything else. But um, with that being said, Virginia has a ton of problems on that roster. I mean, everywhere except maybe the defensive line, they are completely devoid of, of talent to the point where I'm looking at them and wondering, like, hey, um, 
what's, what's going to happen. About you saying something nice. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay. It started with the nice thing. It started with a lot of nice things. You tried. You tried hard. You did. You did. All right. Let's get to let's get to the positive ACC versus the Big Ten. You know, Louisville, twenty-one to fourteen victory over Indiana. You say, oh, Indy, they're they're a decent team, but at the end of the day, a W is a W. A win is a win. Right. A win is a win. I'm gonna say something that people aren't gonna like to hear, but I, go. I'm gonna say Here it anyway. Here we go. I was wrong about Louisville. Not only was I wrong about Louisville, I was so wrong about Louisville that I now feel like they are five elite, not good, not decent, not oh, he played well. Five elite performances, which I don't think he has in them. Five elite Jack Plummer performances away from being a conference champion. And I mean that. And I mean that. Okay. At minimal. Okay. At minimal. I have not seen, and I mean this with everything in my heart and soul. Nobody else has had a, a supporting cast do as much. Nobody. Johar Jordan is averaging 10 yards a carry while leading the conference in rushing yards. Normally, when you see 10 yards a carry, you think, oh, this is a guy that gets the ball on trick plays and mm-hmm. he's probably only touching it two, three times. Johar Jordan is, he's the guy. He's their bell cow, and their bell cow is averaging 10, 10 yards a carry. Yeah, And then you look at Thrash on the outside doing his thing. You look at the guy that I've talked about all year long and said, this is my guy. I knew he was going to be a baller. Aston Gelati doing his thing on that defense. You have so many weapons on this team that are playing out of their minds right now. Just really, really and truly. And I'm not saying this to say that they're world beaters that's beating everybody sure. by 50 and they're beating a bunch of quality teams, but they keep finding ways to win. So here's my question for you, right? Because we just talked about Musket. We just talked about Calandria. And we're going to be talking about quarterbacks here in just a bit. But mm-hmm. would you prefer J- Jack Plummer to be more of a game manager? Just to get out the way. Just yeah. get out of the way. Yeah. There are three different categories of quarterback, right? There's the quarterback that you win uh, because of. That's the, the guy that's making the exciting plays and he's making the right decisions. If you think back at Louisville quarterbacks, you think about Lamar Jackson. They were winning because of Lamar Jackson. That team around him, if, if you put Lamar on this team, Huh, uh, they'd be all over the place. His face mm-hmm. would be everywhere. He they get the attention the Colorado buffs are getting that type of deal. Maybe not from celebrities, but that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> sure. That that's what you would see there, right? A quarterback that puts the team on his back and does everything. Then you got the quarterback that you went with. That's the game manager you keep referring to. The guy that he's not gonna do anything crazy, he's gonna make the right read, he's gonna get it to the playmakers. Playmakers, y'all do it. Y'all playmakers, if y'all cannot break tackles, if y'all cannot make spectacular catches on 50-50 balls, you're not going to win the game. But if you can do that, if the defense can produce, you'll be good. And then there's the quarterback that you win in spite of. Think Mark Sanchez with the Jets. (laughs) That type of deal where they went to two straight AFC championships with this complete and utter slap word that I will not say on air because I like us to keep our clean rating, quarterback. Uh That's not... You know, that's what Jack Plummer's being right now, just to be quite honest. He's being a guy that they're having to win in spite of. And he's so a butt fumbler. And so <laughs> in terms of in terms of, you know, in terms of him playing better, being the key, that's that's it. If he succeeds, if he again, if he puts out in just a couple games where they're gonna need him to show up, if he shows up big time, oh, this team, the 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 ceiling is the roof, as a uh, famous ACC or would say. 
All right, let's talk about this here. Do you ever find that you're just trying to fall asleep? Your brain suddenly won't stop talking. Do your thoughts start racing right before bed? It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace. Trust me, I know as someone who works nonstop and brain is always on, it is always nice to talk to somebody to sort of just get myself in a better place, get my brain to just relax itself and all the things. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional thought. No additional charge. Excuse me. Get a break from your thoughts with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnCollege. Now, while we talking through, now while we're talking through Big Ten ACC, let's talk about the fact that there are other schools. Louisville's for real. Feel that from the energy that you got us. Thank you so much, Kenton. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, North Carolina, right? First time ever playing each other. North Carolina certainly playing at home and always feels that crowd energy at Keenan. And I think that playing a Minnesota team that is looking for that big win, take down a top 25 opponent, this would have been the great game to do so as North Carolina looked a little shaky against App State. Thankfully, North Carolina, despite some of Drake May's hiccups, was able to pull out a big win 31 to 13 over the Gophers. If somebody would have told me, Kenton, UNC's quarterback play will be average this year and they'll still be two and one out of their first three games. I would have laughed at you, called you a liar, and taken every bet in the world to say average through the first three games. That means that he was average against App State, against South Carolina, against Minnesota. And you think you're going to tell me that this team is going to be undefeated? Oh, I'll I bet the house on that. I'll bet everything on that. And boy, would I have been wrong. This defense is showing improving. They're showing improving. And granted, and granted, USC's offense as well as Minnesota's offense have both uh, not shown much, not shown much uh, this year in terms of even outside of their game against UNC. But you can only play who's in front of you. And USC's defense looks improved. They look improved. And that's all there is to it. And I think I like the fact that it's not just Cedric Gray being named, being called. And while he's flying all over the field, I also appreciate the fact that UNC is still getting punched in the mouth when it comes to the run game. There's no doubt about that. They are still very much struggling to stop the run. However, they're not getting overwhelmed by the fact that they get punched. They're able to reset and refocus, which isn't something we have been able to say so frequently in the past couple of seasons. So I think that's where you contain, you capitalize on mistakes. If this team is going to be great moving forward, especially if Drake May is going to be shaky and throwing more interceptions and touchdowns, you're going to have to make some interceptions yourself and be able to you know, capitalize on those by scoring points and those turnovers. So it's sort of, are we getting a full and complete, while at best, sometimes average North Carolina team? I'd argue so. You know, I'll say this. South Carolina and Beamer, I don't know how much longer Beamer's going to be there. P.J. Fleck has rowed that Minnesota boat out of the uh, the the state of a thousand lakes into just a shipwreck. Um, I'm concerned about both of the teams that they beat on very deep levels mm-hmm. in terms of both of the, the power five teams that they beat so far this year. But they won the games. They won. We haven't I, always that has not always been North Carolina's testimony. And that's and where I can say, all right, head nod, tilt. Hey, it ain't that bad. They're undefeated. And then as the good book says, everybody ain't able. 
<laughs> Everybody and more than is that, at the end of the day, all that matters in this game here is the W. Yeah, yeah, don't care how you do it. Sometimes it ain't pretty. Sometimes it ain't shaky. If you come out, you know, with half the people being somewhat healthy, then you're good to go. But I will say, as we talk about here, maybe in this next segment, that there are some major concerns at that quarterback position that we didn't even remotely think were going to happen. But maybe you did a little bit because you've spoken on it a time or two. But before we get into that, let's talk about a couple more Big Ten ACC games. Mm-hmm. Duke and Northwestern. Not Duke. I'm here to tell you. They're for real. 38 to 14 victory over Northwestern. Not because Northwestern is a good team, but because Duke is not losing their composure, not squatting the bed over teams that, you know, they could get caught up against. They're being consistent and they're letting y'all know this wasn't a fluke last year. And they're on the road to 10 wins, which is going to get me my $300. That if anyone who's been loyal to the show knows, Kenton said double or nothing because last year he gave me 150 and he had no faith in me and he had no faith in Riley Leonard. He had no faith in Dwayne Carter. And now Jalen and all the Jalens and Neville Jordans and everyone else, Jacquez, everybody who named Jalen that do the team is showing up and showing out. Go ahead. Well, here's the thing. Okay. <laughs> They're going to need to beat at least one of these teams to get to 10 more likely than not. Okay. We're talking about bowl game too, right? Yes. Okay. Well, actually, I thought it was just regular season. No, no, no because I mean, they got nine with the bowl game. game. We got, they got well, nine I, with the bowl game. But you, with bowl game wasn't included in the bet, but all right, we'll throw yes, it in Yes, it was. We'll, yes, throw it, it was. we'll throw it in there. We'll throw all it right, in there. Go ahead. We'll throw it in there. Go ahead. They need to beat at least one of these three teams. And mind you, mind you, they've already beaten Clemson, which so that's a huge, which was shocking. huge mark there. Yes, yes, Huge yes. mark there. They have to beat Notre Dame, Florida State, UNC. One of those three, they have to beat at least one of those three and – they can't fumble any of these games off as well, by the way. You're looking at NC State, Louisville, Wake Forest, and that's, I'll leave it at that. Those Because those last two, mm, not really worried about them. Not worried Sam, about them. Sam, who are they? UVA and Pitt. Mm, they'll be just fine. So here's the thing, though. I think with Louisville, I would have added them to your mix of teams to be a little bit like you're going to have to come out with a W4 based on how Louisville is playing right now. Right, right. I, I'd agree. I'd agree a thousand percent. The only thing is this. If I added Louisville to that category of like, hey, they have to beat this team, they would have to beat two of them. Because but if they only thing. beat one of those teams, then they walk out of that with four losses. Did you watch the FSUBC game and certainly, suddenly think that FSU is not uh, beatable? No, I watched that game and thought to myself, that's an immature team. They went to sleep on a terrible team because they're not used to being at that level. Let's just be honest. Who on that Florida State roster that is a major player has competed at this level in the past? Jared Verse was at Albany before there. Were they competing for uh conference championship? Boy, they're gonna eat you up. At, mm-hmm. at this level? At mm-hmm. this level? That's what Go I'm ahead. Uh Jordan Travis was at Louisville. When he was at Louisville, were they competing for conference championships at this level? You're right. Go ahead. Keon Coleman was at Michigan State. We all know what's going on in Michigan State in terms of the Mel Tucker situation, but even if you don't talk about that, were they competing at a conference championship level in the Big Ten when he was there. That's what I mean in terms of like we can all sit here and play around and and ha ha and he he at like oh man they they played terribly. This is not a team that has a bunch of guys that are used to this is our standard. They're looking at like wow we're doing great we're doing amazing we can go to sleep because it's Boston College and oh no. Oh no! Who's this Castellanos kid? They they said that he played at UCF last year. He he ain't supposed to be the guy. Lo and behold, he's the guy. 
And let's talk about the fact that we had mentioned earlier, you know, this season that Mike Norvell is going to, the biggest challenge he has yet before him is managing a team like this, who isn't used to winning, who isn't used to this type of success. And also being a coach that has been so much pressure put on him. If there was ever a year where the pressure, really the rubber going to meet that road is right here in front of you. So yeah, I do challenge him even, you know, I think it starts at the top. Really. How do you keep a team like this composed? They figured it out. They pulled out a win. But we're talking about ACC Big Ten. So I'll say I'll say all that say. I think that Duke, you know, definitely has an opportunity to surprise them, pop them in the mouth, or, you know, they can beat UNC homecoming. Why you would ever schedule that? You're crazy. And I think that also, you know, Louisville's one and NC State and Duke, there's a little hometown rivalry there. A yeah. lot could be said of them. Yeah, I I mean, listen, I'm not saying it's impossible they get to 10. After beating Clemson. The walls came in on me close. The walls came in and said, "Hey, this is why As you don't what bet. You get, and that's what this you This is get. why you're not a better man. This is not why you're not a betting man. Kendrick. This right here is why you don't play with your money like that. The Lord don't play about me and my bets because He know I need every red cent. Okay, we got a couple more Big Ten ACC games. Virginia Tech and Rutgers. I know I mentioned the one at the top who struggled with us, but the Commonwealth is just hurt, hurting us. Can't even get it out. Stutter Stanley, thirty-five to sixteen. Had to be one. You know, it had to be somebody. It had to be two. So I just think that Virginia and Virginia Tech, Commonwealth crew, need to have a man-in-the-mirror conversation about how they want to be perceived. Because you're talking about recruiting, and you're talking about just trying to build legacy, and it's getting tough. To get blown out in the year of our Lord and Savior, 2023, yeah, by a team led by Greg Schiano is insane. <laughs> That is insane. For those of you who don't know, Greg Schiano has been at this coaching thing for quite some time. He was at Rutgers, then went to the NFL, then went back to Rutgers. He did not leave the NFL by choice because he was just doing so well. He said, I want to come back to God. That's not how that went down. I trust, trust me. Rutgers is not that appealing. The Scarlet Knights, while that may be his home and where he knows he's got darn near a lifetime contract, it's just not that appealing. Mm-hmm. It's just not that nice of a place. I, I believe it's what is it, Piscataway, New Jersey, or what, what city is it in? Correct, like correct. Okay, yeah, it's just not that nice. It's not. You know, no offense, with all due respect to Rutgers. So, um, yeah, the Commonwealth boys, y'all got to have, you know, if, if any of you saw um, Avengers Affinity War when Bruce Banner said, big green guy, we got some things to figure out. That, that That's where both of these teams are. <laughs> y'all got some things to figure out. Because Grant Wells, not the guy. Not the guy. Not it. Not it. And he doesn't have the excuse of Calendrian. Well, this is my first time playing out here. I, you know, I went through a whole I was, season. I was used to seeing a, a, a some freshman who uh, was 14 years old and they hit puberty yet. Yeah. That was a starter uh, six months ago playing football. Now I'm seeing these grown men that like even a guy that's going to be working at all state in six months can bench 400 pounds. Like that's. It's a different ballgame. So Allstate uh, is crazy. It should have said Enterprise. It was right there. Either but, way it goes. Yeah. Either way it goes. Continue. They're not going to be working for an NFL team. That's <laughs> that's my point. They're seeing like, – they, they could be, a you know, a volunteer assistant coach, something. Or, yeah. All right. Yeah, okay. The, the right. numbers don't work out that all 85 guys on all the teams that, that uh, <laughs> Virginia's played so far, all of them are going to go be assistant coaches somewhere. It's fair. Okay? It's fair. It's fair. They're going to go coach the, the the Fairfax Titans Little League team. That's what they're going to do. Finish okay? your point. The point is these teams in Virginia, man, they got to have some honest looks in the mirror because both of them got embarrassed by teams that Maryland is all right. They're, man, like, oh, they'll go to a bowl game probably this year. You know, 
I'm not expecting them to compete to win a Big Ten championship. I'm not expecting them to be anywhere near that conversation. Uh, if they do, congratulations to them. Congratulations to Loxley. I'd love to see it. Even though they have horrible uniforms, I'd love to see them be good. Um, with that being said, Rutgers, same type of deal. That's not a good team. Yeah, You should not be getting blown out by not good teams. What yeah. are y'all doing? Embarrassing. But on the positive, let's end on a high note. Syracuse Schrader without Aranda Gadsden, who is out for the season, beats Purdue 35-20. to 20. Aranda Gadsden, we send all our love to you, man. You, the second, yeah. Mm-hmm. Aranda Gadsden, the second, correct. We send all our love to you, man. That's that's terrible. Tough injury. Yeah. You know, seeing season enders for anybody. It's never fun. Never fun. All the players who've been injured this year, you know, hey, we wish y'all all the best. We hope that everybody stays healthy. We know that football is a violent game, and that ain't the reality. Yeah. Um, but to see as prolific and as exciting of a playmaker as Aranda go as Aranda go down, you know, it kind of it hurts the entertainment value of the conference as a whole a little bit. Let's just be honest. Let's yeah. just be honest, because that's as one less thing, you you got this six four freak of a monster who just knows how to run routes. He knows how to get open. He knows how to control his body. And yet, despite all that being missing, Schrader says, eh, "I got it, boys. We'll be all right." A lot we'll of trick plays going on there with Garrett. You better do it. Yeah, you better at, do it. And at the end of the day, I'm gonna say this: Garrett Schrader has very quietly played himself into that. Am I the best quarterback in the conference? Conversation. Let's Very talk quiet. about it. Very quietly played himself. Syracuse in. is really under this radar. And, you know, they're used to being 3-0 and see how it goes. We're really waiting for the back half Syracuse. I want to yeah. see what the back half Syracuse is looking like when we really get deep into conference play. But quiet as it's kept, the quarterback conversation around the ACC thought it was going to be all about, you know, Drake May, Jordan Travis still really is Jordan Travis in the conversation of top quarterbacks. I think Garrett Schrader should be in that mix. Who else have you felt as if could be in that H-word conversation, if not the H-word conversation, just truly leading the pack? Because there are some that I'm like high-flying, all right, shooting stars. There are others that I'm like, all right, it's about that time. Let's wrap this one up. I don't, again, and I'm going to say this with all due respect, I don't think anybody is in the Heisman conversation at the moment. Everybody has Heisman moments coming up, like the opportunity for Heisman moments coming up. Obviously, you still got Florida State, Miami coming up. Two big-time opportunities for Jordan Travis, for TBD. But so far, it's tough to say, hey, Tyler Van Dyke has been lights out. He's been amazing. He has been. He has been. Against the mighty Miami, Ohio Red Hawks and Bethune-Cookman and Texas A&M, who last year was a terrible team in terms of defense and in terms of getting stops. They were not a good team. And so, you know, you can only play who's in front of you. We do not deny that. We're not going to say, hey, we're punishing you because the teams that you played are bad. But the reality very simply is how easy is it to say, hey, you're a Heisman candidate off your first three games when you're looking at a team that, I mean, objectively speaking, multiple times last year, 30, 40 point outings against teams that weren't good. Yeah, that's good. You know, so I don't I don't think that any quarterback, Drake May was solidly in the Heisman conversation. He's played himself right out of that thing. Riley I, Leonard. Yeah. Riley Leonard is a guy that I looked at and said, Oh, that first game. All right. Okay. Yeah. That run, that run against Clemson, that long touchdown. You put yourself in that conversation, brother, with all due respect. And maybe this is because they haven't needed him to, and he will have opportunities as well. Mm-hmm. He has not shown me anything. He has not shown me anything to say like, hey, 
this guy, Heisman contender, he's winning. He is a winner. He's shown me that much. I have not seen anything to say Heisman contender because those are two different categories. Heisman okay. contender means you get the crowd going. You are electric. You you are one of the best players, if not the best player in the country. That's what Heisman tells me, and I haven't seen that from anybody so far in the conference. A thousand percent. And while we do have quarterbacks that certainly are, you know, having solid seasons, there are those that could use a coming to Jesus, could, whatever your faith is, and some that could look, use a man in the mirror conversation. Mm-hmm. And Phil Dracovic, Brendan mm-hmm. Armstrong, I might be looking at y'all. Yeah, yeah. Come to Jesus, Yahweh, Allah, don't matter. <laughs> they need to come to somebody. Come to the flying spaghetti monster. Uh, you know, come to the, the cult leader that's wearing all white sandals and linen. Coke bottle uh, glasses. All the time. Coke you bottle know, glasses. That, it, that, Phil Dracovic, what's going on, brother? He, yeah. What's going on? I thought that whole front runner thing was, again, going to be okay because, again, you're playing in the team that's going to give you the opportunity to get in the front. This man has not been bad. He's been terrible. And here's the worst part about it. In watching the backyard brawl, Pitt did everything, everything to get him the opportunity to be successful. Whenever your quarterback's struggling, what do they say? Simplify the game, play to his strengths. Yeah. Well, what are Phil Jacobic's strengths? He's athletic. He can move a little bit, kind of, you know, maybe get him out the pocket, get him, get him rolling a little bit. That didn't help. Maybe can't roll. Okay, well, find concepts that he's comfortable with. And if you can't find a concept he's comfortable with, find a concept that every quarterback is comfortable with. We all know Mesh. For those of you who watch, stayed up till 2 a.m. watching that Colorado State-Colorado game, guess what Colorado State ran about a million times in that game to get a, a bunch of easy completions and move the ball? Mesh, drags. <laughs> the boy can't even hit those. You know, it's a a sad sight for real, because I think that when you thought you had the problem solver, you really were going to put it all on the quarterback last season for Pitt. And now you almost regressed even more. That's got to be frustrating for Narduzzi, who said he's loyal to the soil. He's not going to make a quarterback change. But if I were him. Listen, listen, coaches (laughs) lie all the time. Coaches lie all the time. And And he was probably saying that without watching this film back, because there's no way. There's There's no no way you play him next week. I, and, and I'm not even joking when I say this. I can't find a defense for Phil. I can't find. Let's talk about his stats Beautiful through these gowns. first. Let's find these stats through these first couple of games, shall we? Uh, Candace, guess his completion percentage for me. Take a crack at it. 67. 46%. Mm-hmm. Guess how many yards he's putting up here through these first few games. Total? Yeah. Or re- passing, passing. 160. Okay, 474. Four touchdowns. Okay, 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 okay. Four touchdowns to three interceptions. Okay. This man has been god awful. God awful. I you cannot you cannot tell me that there's a world in which he's you can't tell me there's a world in which uh Phil Dracovic gives this team the best opportunity to win the game. But you know who is? And we're gonna end with this. Let's give it up for Castellanos. Hey, hey. Hand clap and praise. Hand clap, hand clap We're going to go over all the games. Of course, you know, we're talking about the ACC Big Ten, but there was just a matchup that we need a little more time, a little more love to give. That Florida State-Boston College game, Castellanos, BC found their quarterback. Just saying. Here's a, uh, here's a fun fact about Castellanos. 
the man has more um, passing yards, more passing touchdowns, and more rushing yards than uh, Riley Leonard at this point. And then that was a little nugget you wanted to end on. Great, great. That's why. I, I mean, and, and here's the thing. You're high on Riley. I get it. And here's the thing. It's not about Riley performing poorly. They perform yeah. so well. He's out of the game early a lot. That's just the reality. That's just the reality of what we saw. But with that being said, I mean, Castellanos is having to do everything. He's he one, of, mm-hmm. one of the only quarterbacks in the league that is in the top 10 in both passing and rushing. The dude is doing everything. Yeah. Dude is 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 showing up, showing out, doing all that he can. That's a good man, Savannah. He's just <laughs> in a bad situation. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not even going to entertain that last sentence with the rebuttal. But that's good. I appreciate well, I, that. Everybody who's seen Wait Next Hell know what I mean. They know <laughs> what I mean. If you haven't seen Wait Next Hell, watch the movie. It's a wonderful movie. Angela Bassett did a thing. Show did. I mean, light that thing up. And we are going to light it up tomorrow as we give you a nice graphic of how everyone did in terms of Candace said, Kenton said, and what the fans said. So you guys all put your polls in. We've got week four in the community page getting ready to rock and roll here in just a bit. But make sure you come back tomorrow to see where we're scoring because I feel like I'm in the lead. But, you know, I just don't want to don't want to ruffle any feathers tonight. I feel like you're behind me, actually. I feel like we're both behind I, the fans. I don't need that aggression. But anyway, I hope you I guys mean. come up back tomorrow to talk with us through the games. And we can go over a little more in depth about ones that we thought were great and ones that we thought were just mm, a little raggedy. But for Candace Cooper and Kenton Gibbs, we hope you have a great rest of your evening. Until next time. <laughs>